Welcome to the Three Martini Lunch. Grab a stool next to Greg Corumbus of Radio America and Jim Garrity of National Review. Three Martinis coming up. Three Martini Lunch it is. Chad Benson. And for old uh, Greg there today, once again, he has decided to jump the coop. Jim Carity is here. Happy uh, Tuesday. Uh, I'm relaxing from home today. And uh, man, there is so much stuff to get to. It's weird. The one day I take off or the couple days I take off, I miss the slap around the world. Uh, But there are other things going on, including the fact that we are enjoying a COVID. It feels like free life comparatively to some other places, including the place that brought us COVID. Yeah, Chad, first of all, thanks for for being here today. Um, It's not necessarily a good martini that China is shutting down whole cities, although apparently they said they're going to try to keep the ports open in places like Shanghai. But I I think the contrast looks pretty good, not just for conservatives, but for the United States as a whole, that uh, if it feels like the COVID-19 pandemic is now well in the rearview mirror, the numbers are, you know, verifying that assessment, uh, according to the New York Times, fewer than 800 deaths are being reported each day in the United States. Now, that seems bad, but that's actually the lowest daily average since before the Omicron variant came along last fall. The last time the rate was this low was mid-August. And I kind of think this kind of, you know, lines up with a new poll out here uh, that says more than three in four Americans, 77 percent endorsed the CDC relaxing its face mask and social distancing recommendations in areas with low COVID rates. This is the highest level of support for saying, okay, yes, we're behind this. I think there's a very vivid contrast here. But look, I'm not saying the United States response to COVID-19 was perfect. In fact, we made plenty of mistakes. But process of going out, getting people vaccinated, and oh yeah, the Omicron wave giving, inflecting lots and lots of people and giving people natural immunity has put us in a state where we now really aren't that worried about COVID-19. Most people have a combination of either vaccine immunity, natural immunity, or both. And in China, because they've tried to fight it through lockdowns, whenever somebody comes positive, they've shut down whole cities and kept people stuck in their houses for five days at a time. I think the latest approach they're doing in Shanghai is to shut down one half the city for five days. And then they're going to shut the other half of the city for five days. Chad, I'm just glad the virus is going to be polite and only spread one side of the city for a week at a time. You know what is very interesting about this thing I've talked about since this thing came is you can hide from the monster. But at the end of the day, the monster is still at your front door. And I think a lot of countries, you know, Australia, a lot of other places have have gone and tried to do this. And the reality is COVID zero is not going to happen. Anything that goes from an animal to human and vice versa, the that's just you're never getting rid of that. So that was never going to be the plan. And if you shut down every time there's a few cases here or there, the start stop is going to destroy your country. Yeah. I was going to say that once the COVID-19 virus, which was already pretty darn contagious, uh, mutated and grew into the the Omicron variant, something that's basically super duper contagious, you know, there was never any way you're going to be able to keep it out of a country like that. And of course, high population density in those uh, cities in China, it was going to spread pretty darn fast. Oh, by the way, uh, the Chinese vaccines didn't work great against the regular COVID, and they're really not all that effective against the Omicron. Uh, and Hong Kong has already paid a steep price in this. Absolutely. It's it's uh, it's very interesting. Like I said, the, the, the hiding from the monster rather than eventually accepting the monster is going to be at your, your door and, and not 
being able to really address it the way you should, because every epidemiologist says the only way we get to some herd immunity to live with this thing is through vaccines and yes, exposure. And they don't want to do that. And their start stop is not good for a guy, G, who's under some pressure mm. because, well, you're back in yeah, Russia. Your economy is not going as great as you thought it was going to be. And the Maoist way that you've come after your economy is slowing things down. And that's not always a win. I, I just I sit back in Jim and I think, eh, you know, that's where he's at and he's going to struggle with this. He should sit in the jacuzzi. Then when he gets out, maybe he should grab himself a towel. Yes, but not one of those Chinese-made towels. One of no. those U.S.-made towels, because nothing beats the feel of a luxurious towel when you step out of the shower or jacuzzi. Yes, we're talking about the My Pillow six-piece towel set, which is regularly $109.99, but now it's just $39.99 per set. This is made with cotton grown right here in the United States. Now, some other towels might feel good, but they don't absorb well, or maybe they absorb well, but they don't feel good. They have that lotion-y feel. Well, every MyPillow towel is made from proprietary technology that makes them highly absorbent and soft to the touch. Every set comes with two bath towels, two hand towels, and two washcloths. They're available in a variety of colors and sizes. They're machine washable, and they come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a one-year limited warranty. For a limited time, get the MyPillow six-piece towel set, regularly $109.99, for only $39.99 with the promo code MARTINI. Visit MyPillow.com forward slash martini or call 1-800-874-0104. You will also find deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the MyPillow mattress topper, the MyPillow Giza Dream Sheets, and so much more. Get your six-piece MyPillow towel set for only $39.99 today at MyPillow.com forward slash martini or call 1-800-874-0104. So we move from this, uh, the craziness of coronavirus to what coronavirus brought us here in America, which is an opportunity to steal as much money from the government as possible. And the COVID relief, how people couldn't see handing out free money to companies with very little verification was going to go sideways was beyond me. Yeah. So look, we knew because it was a crisis, the government was effectively just throwing money out the window. And there's a certain argument to be said that in a crisis like that, you want to get out there as fast as possible. You can't be as careful as you might be with usual government spending. But now we're seeing the stupefying price for it. Back in December, the Secret Service estimated that as much as 100 billion, billion with a B, worth of COVID relief funds from the Paycheck Protection Program had been stolen by fraudsters. Today, NBC News has a story reflecting on the total scope of the fraud. Oh, guys, just jaw-dropping. Discussing the purchases of luxury cars, mansion, private jet flights, swanky vacations. Um, Just an appalling amount of fraud. And oh, by the way, you know, the Biden administration has said, oh, you know, we might need more funding for additional testing or if we need additional boosters in the fall and winter and stuff like that. Well, look, you're like, wait a minute, we've already passed, you know, several massive relief bills. What happened to all that money? Well, in this case, this one step early on in the pandemic, a lot of it got wasted. A lot of it got taken by uh, those for fraudulent purposes. It was an absolute waste of taxpayer money and just utterly frustrating, Chad. I remember the beginning of this when California went and looked and they found out they had given tons of unemployment and COVID relief money to prisoners. You would think, man, this probably wasn't thought out as well as possible. But then they decided to go to the well again. And not shocking. The amount, like you said, a hundred billion. We're, we're closing in on, on you know, uh, God knows how much we've given away. A majority of that. And you know, the Jim, 
you're not getting any of that back. You may arrest a few high profile mm-hmm. people here and there, but the average person who, who took 20 or 30 or 40 or 50 grand, they're, they're fine. They're, they're you're never getting that back. Yeah. The, the money's been spent. It's already out there. You know, we could theoretically try to repossess, you know, their, you know, luxury vehicles or something. They'll have to get in behind the, uh, behind the yachts of the Russian billionaires that we're seizing. Uh, but yeah, this was deeply frustrating. Whenever the government goes on a spending spree like this and starts, you know, throwing, you know, not quite necessarily that, you know, old economist proposal of throwing money from helicopters, but throwing around grants like their Oprah giving away cars on that, you know, infamous episode, you end up with circumstances where people spend it on dumb stuff. And I think one of the, my favorite examples was a school. We all said, oh, we got to get the schools open, right? So everybody's like, okay, you know, let's, let's give money schools. If they need to improve the ventilation system or something like that, fine, go right ahead. Well, apparently some school built a new stadium. And I was like, no, that's not, that's not what we were supposed to do during this. That's not what the COVID-19 relief funding was supposed to go towards. It's not like you can take back the stadium. Um, so again, just an unbelievably, you know, and a, a, whatever the government spends a ton of money, you're going to get a ton of fraud. And now we're paying the price. Chad Benson in for uh, Greg Crumbus. Jim Garrity is always here. Three martini lunch. We've had the, you know, the, the good, the bad, and now we got the crazy. And Biden, uh, that fiery speech from, you know, Putin can't stay in power, which you're like, wow, that seems like something you probably shouldn't say as we're still fighting this thing out, uh, to the fact that he's also saying, oh, yeah, by the way, it, it, we're also training these guys over here in Poland. That makes you go, what are you talking about, man? And talk about uh, the insanity, Jim. So I wrote about this at length in today's Morning Jolt. And actually, Biden's speech that he actually gave in Poland was fine. Although, ironically, one of the big themes is that NATO is a defensive alliance and that we, Russia was the one who launched this war. It was launched without any uh, legitimate provocation or good cause. And that, you know, NATO was not seeking to be a menacing threat to Russia, that there was no justification for this. And then Biden said, we got to take Putin out of power. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> which completely undermined everything he had said in that speech. And then he walked it back. And then yesterday in the press conference, he walked back the walk back. And later today, I imagine they will walk back the walk back of the walk back. And just, you know, we're seeing more back walking than, than a Michael Jackson. Um, but you add it all up. There's this weird comment. I don't know whether, you know, Steve Ducey was getting under his skin or something. But at some point, Biden said, you know, we're talking about helping train the Ukrainian troops that are in Poland. And then, you know, everybody kind of, uh, you know, this, this reaction. And then, you know, he repeated, I was referring to being with and talking with the Ukrainian troops that are in Poland. Now, it's conceivable that he meant American twice and said Ukrainian twice. Or the more likely scenario is that we actually are training the Ukrainians. We were training the Ukrainians in their country up until February at that training base that's near the Polish-Ukrainian border in Ukraine. Uh, you know, I think we were in February, we brought back the Florida National Guard troops who were doing that, moved them to Germany, and then there was no word on this. And the fact, about six days ago, the National Security Advisor, Jake Sullivan, said specifically denied that we were doing that kind of training. Quote, on the question of U.S. troops, we do not have U.S. troops currently training Ukrainians. The reason we probably wouldn't want to admit this is because Russia already considers our you know, delivering arms to the Ukrainians to be making us a combatant or a belligerent in this war. They have not struck at us, thankfully, at least that we know of, but that certainly is kind of we're treading right up to the line, coming out and saying, hey, yes, we're training the Ukrainians to be better at killing you Russians is the sort of thing that would probably escalate this. If we're doing it, and I think it's very likely that we are, we obviously wouldn't want the world to know about it. And President Biden just blurted it out in a press conference twice. His mouth, Chad, is now a legitimate national security threat. 
Yes, it is. And what's what's the alternative? The uh, lady behind him who is uh, also, uh, you know, all over the place. And uh, God knows, you know, she is uh, it, there's, there's just no winning in this. It's like the, just sometimes silence is everything you need. And uh, I just don't think they can help themselves, Jim. I just think they just rush out there and they just blurt out whatever they think they need to blurt out. And it's insane to even say this. Of course, we're training them. Duh. That's not hard to understand. We're training. We're training the the Taiwanese as well. Mm-hmm. Again, not a shocker. But you don't tell everybody this. Yeah, it's it is. What's frustrating is is that. You can say, okay, we'll just tell him, you know, stick to the script. Well, that's that was what he was doing in Poland right up to the very end. And then he just blurts it out today. I I, I don't think he's capable. You, if you look back at uh, him telling the 82nd Airborne, you're going to see it when you're there. Uh, you look back at, you know, if it's a minor incursion, you know, there, there's just this keeps happening with him. And I don't think this is part of any, you know, 12 level chess that Biden is. I think he just, if something pops in his head, he says it. I don't think he's got a filter anymore. He never had that much of a filter, but now as he's, you know, 79 years old, it's getting worse and the stakes are very, very high. Yeah. Again, uh, I took my grandmother's keys away from her when she was like 74. I didn't give her a country. And that's the scary thing. Uh, Jim Garrity, always great here in Three Martini Lunch. Chad Benson filling in for Greg. Well, we'll be back again tomorrow. Greg should be back on Thursday. Tell everybody how they get a hold of you there, uh, Jim. Sure. Uh, write the Morning Jolt newsletter for National Review every day. You can subscribe at nationalreview.com. And I'm on Twitter at Jim Garrity. Absolutely. You can follow me at Chad Benson Show. As always, a great uh, Tuesday. Everybody go get a taco with your three martinis. Sounds excellent. Chad, I'll see you tomorrow. See you tomorrow, man. Have a great day. Hi, it's Dana Lash, host of The Dana Show. Every day, I'm here to keep you up to speed on the most important stories and info that you need to know in your very busy life. And if you're always on the go and you want to stay connected, just download our daily podcast and take it with you. It's a great way to get up to speed on what you need to know and what legacy media may not be telling you. Visit danaradio.com and click on the podcast link or subscribe at iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts.